Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome back to Solutions Watch. I'm your host, James Corbett of CorbettReport.com. And as my very attentive and astute listeners and viewers will have noticed by the title of today's edition of Solutions Watch, yes, we are going to be talking about vaccine passports and what can and should, question mark, be done about them. Well, of course, as you know, Solutions Watch is not about telling you what to do or what not to do but putting various ideas out on the table and letting you, as responsible adult human beings, come to your own decisions. And just to set the table for this conversation, I'm sure I will not need to elaborate in great detail about what vaccine passports are, how and why they are being implemented, or why this might be a bad idea, specifically because I have, of course, been talking about this idea since the very onset of the COVID-1984 nightmare in all sorts of work that I've done over the course of this past year, including the Corona World Order episode and, of course, the Who is Bill Gates documentary. On a recent Ask Me Anything thread on Reddit, when asked, what changes are we going to have to make to how businesses operate to maintain our economy while providing social distancing? Bill Gates answered, Eventually, we will have some digital certificates to show who has recovered or been tested recently, or when we have a vaccine, who has received it. In his answer, Gates fails to mention that he has himself been instrumental in kickstarting and funding the research into the very type of digital certificates for vaccination that he is speaking about, or that these digital certificates, likely, at first, to be a digital marker linked to a biometric ID, could very well one day take the form of vaccine-implanted quantum dot tattoos. But, as in so many other aspects of the unfolding crisis, Gates's unscientific pronouncement that we will need digital certificates to prove our immunity in the new normal of the post-coronavirus world... Eventually, what we'll have to have is certificates of who's a recovered person, who's a vaccinated person... ...is now being implemented by a number of governments. It is now being reported that on FIDO, a tech startup specializing in AI-based biometric ID verification is in talks with the British government to provide the type of digital certification Gates mentioned, dubbed an immunity passport. The proposed system would require would-be workers to use the OnFido-provided app to scan their face or other biometric data, link that information to a SARS-CoV-2 antibody test, or, eventually, proof of coronavirus vaccination, and then have their picture taken and immunity verified every time they wish to access a restricted space or work environment. Yes, I don't think it will take any elaboration whatsoever for my regular viewers to explain to them why the idea of having a government-sanctioned pass to allow you to participate in human society based on your participation in experimental gene therapy or other forms of medical intervention is a bad idea. If you still are perplexed about why this may be a bad idea, may I suggest you go back to Conspiracy 101, as opposed to Solutions Watch, where we've already moved past that stage. But if you are still pondering as to why this might be a bad thing, uh, you can look even to re relatively mainstream or mainstream-ish thinking on the subject uh, that is already warning that this may be a bad idea. For example, I'll point to Naomi Wolf, who uh, people might know more broadly as a Rhodes Scholar, a feminist, who, what's she talking about? Oh, she's talking about how vaccine passports will be the end of human liberty. And in fact, uh, her tech website that she set up is uh, is promoting 
draft model legislation that is already being forwarded in a number of different state legislatures there in the U.S. to actively prohibit the implementation of vaccine passports, something worth looking into, although I will note parenthetically that it shouldn't be that surprising to people who have really followed the trajectory of Naomi Wolf's career that she would be talking about such things, as she has for many years now been dismissed by the mainstream progressive thought as a kooky conspiracy theorist who's warning about some sort of fascist takeover by the government. What? (laughs) Oh, what nonsense that is. Oh, what earth to Naomi. Of course, not like Naomi Klein, the good progressive who writes about the Great Reset Conspiracy Smoothie to basically say all these crazy, kooky conspiracy theorists who are talking about the Great Reset as if it's something bad. Man, these guys are something else. So, as I say, you can get caught up to speed on this issue quite quickly because the way that this has been forwarded to the public's attention has been in a type of dialectic where they talk about, of course, the pressing need to make sure that everybody has their vaccines and to and make sure uptake is as high as possible and all of this. But we, we should also think about human rights. And what about the people who can't get vaccinated because their doctors told them that they, they can't because they're a special class? Well, those people, we don't want to exclude them from society. So you can see how this concern about the implementation of a curtailment of our most basic human freedoms can be brought in in such a way as to steer the discourse in a certain direction. Anyway, that's more a propaganda watch analysis than a solutions watch analysis. So the question is, what do we actually do about this? As I say, Naomi Wolf's site, for example, is promoting that model legislation that is being forwarded in a number of state legislatures right now to actively prohibit the use of vaccine passports for in order to uh, allow anyone into a public space or, or participate in an event or anything of those sort. Read the read the draft of the legislation and you can find more details about that. But you will um, forgive me if I don't simply hold my breath and wait for all governments around the world to pass legislation to ban the use of such passports. Uh, I mean, first of all, what if my local government doesn't uh, ban the, those uh, the the implementation of vaccine passports? Or what if they actively uh, pass legislation to require it for certain things or for certain to entry into certain public spaces or what have you or what if they do pass a ban but then later repeal it because let's not forget of course as always the power that we implicitly grant government every time we beg them to do this thing or that thing for us even if they do do it for us we are implicitly granting them the power to undo it at a later time it is by government's will that this thing will happen or will not happen and we just have to entreat oh please government please do this for us so no solutions watch is not about those types of solutions, which I don't, if you're interested in that, and if you think it would be useful, if you think you can make some progress in your local government uh, or or municipality or or state or province or whatever, if you think you can make progress that way and, and at the very least forestall this agenda, I don't discourage people from doing that. I just don't see it as a fundamental solution to this problem. So what is a fundamental solution? What will you do if and unfortunately, very likely when you are confronted with a situation where you will not be allowed to participate in some perhaps peripheral and luxurious part of human society. Oh, you won't be able to go to a concert or a sporting event. Or what if you are not allowed to enter your place of employment or to participate in public life in any sort, to go shopping at the local local store because you are not vaccinated or do not have your proof of immunity? 
on your immunity passport. What will you actually do when the rubber hits the road there? That is the very real question. And at that point, when you are literally physically confronted and stopped from entering a public space, uh, you can go and dial your hotline to the government to please pass that legislation quickly, but that's probably not going to work. So as you can imagine, where there is a will, there is a way of some sort. And yes, as I have covered with James Evan Pilato on New World Next Week, yes, that a way is already presenting itself for people who are interested in checking into the black market for ways around this situation. Our first story on this episode 438 of New World Next Week, thousands reportedly attempt to obtain easily forged vaccination certificates as Israel begins to reopen gyms, hotels, and other venues and require those who want to make use of them to show proof that they've been vaccinated against or have recovered from COVID-19, which I believe 99% of the people do. Many were skeptical of the security of the documentation that shows their status, this so-called green pass. Yeah, if you don't get it, the uh, Green Reaper, I think, comes to get you. It is easy with a graphics program to change the text on the pass, but the QR code is what looks scary and hard to forge, no? Actually, this is very easy. Ron Barzik, an expert on cybersecurity, wrote on a Facebook post Tuesday. Barzik explains that the QR code on the Health Ministry Green Pass has no encryption, responds, corresponds directly to a string of text with the holder's personal information, including name, ID number, and date of vaccination, identical to the text on the pass, just printed right on the pass itself. Whoever scans the false pass will see the exact same details as are printed on the pass, and there are already tens of thousands of people forging, Barzik exclaimed. A black market, as there will always be when you create new systems and new groups of criminals. A black market for counterfeit vaccination certificates is already thriving on Telegram, where more than 100,000 users have joined groups that offer forgeries at a price. Oh, yes, friends, vaccine forgeries, uh, vaccine certificate forgeries are a thing and are likely to become more common, along with immunity passport forgeries of various sorts. And it's not just happening in Israel. So there you go. There's a problem and a black market will arise to fix that problem that the government has created. So there you go. Ag agorism in action, counter economics, rubber meets the road. This is where it's at. People see a problem. They'll step in to solve that problem with or without government sanction or in this case, specifically against government sanction. Right? Maybe not. Maybe there's a deeper level to this that we need to drill down on before we start touting this as a solution, at least at a structural level, to the problems that we're facing. And in order to see that, I think probably a lot of listeners will know where this is going. But in order to see that, let's drill down on some of the ways that this phenomenon is being reported on in the mainstream news. And the fact that it is being reported on in the mainstream news should give you at least some clue that we are being led into some sort of trap because as usual, the general public is playing checkers and looking exactly one move ahead, whereas the chess masters or would-be chess masters are playing chess and planning several moves ahead so that people will willingly jump directly into their trap. Let's take a look at that via recourse to this particular MSM report on the issue. This one coming from the Wall Street Journal last week, but don't worry. 
as usual. I'm not providing the link to directly to the Wall Street Journal. I'm providing it to Archive Today, so you can not only not give the Wall Street Journal your traffic, but you can also skip over any paywalls that might arise. But this is uh, Benjamin Katz writing in the Wall Street Journal last week. Fake COVID-19 certificates hit airlines, which now have to police them. Test results, often required to fly across borders, can be easily manipulated. And this report goes on to say, airlines are battling a scourge of passengers traveling with falsified COVID-19 health certificates. Just note the rhetoric that is already being employed here. Airlines are battling a scourge of passengers traveling with falsified COVID-19 health certificates. Every part of that sentence lets you know which side of this you should be on. Oh, these poor beleaguered airlines having to battle against this scourge of people who are looking to travel without their proper papers in order. One can imagine how this might have been reported in previous episodes of history where people were required required to carry their identification papers on them. And how we look back at those periods from history and days of yore and say, well, that was then. That was terrible. But this, well, we need to make sure papers please is something that we all hear at the airports now, right? Well, let's let's continue plunging into this article. The documents are often the COVID-19 test results required by many countries on arrival. The International Air Transport Association industry body says it has tracked fake certificates in multiple countries, from France to Brazil, Bangladesh, and Afghanistan. Border control authorities and police forces have also reported arrests of people selling documents in the UK, Spain, Indonesia, and Zimbabwe, among others. The problem is hitting international flights more than domestic ones, which typically don't require certification at the moment. Airlines that are more dependent on cross-border travel, particularly those operating in Europe, are growing increasingly alarmed as they look to the summer when they still hope demand will start to return. Yes, let's all line up to get on those airplanes, mask up, vaccine up, and get our papers in order so that we can take our our government-allowed trip across their imaginary lines on the map. Yay! The proliferation of fake health certificates is exposing a logistical blind spot as airlines rush to navigate post-pandemic travel standards and retool their systems to ease compliance and spur demand. Airlines say their staff aren't equipped to handle and police all the new health certifications needed and worry the problem will be exacerbated when some countries also start to ask for vaccination certificates. At Brussels Airlines, staff have shared fake certificates that they have come across, including one from an incident last week to stay abreast of the techniques that fraudsters are using. They take out the names of the passengers and then show how they tried to make it look like the real document and the techniques they used, a spokesman for the air- a spokeswoman for the airline said. Airlines are pushing for digital health passes that can store vaccine certificates and the results of COVID-19 and antibody tests. Well, there you go. And so we arrive through the pincher movement of the problem and the reaction. Look at this problem. This airlines are battling the scourge of passengers that are trying to travel with their fake papers. And what's the reaction? We should be outraged at this. And oh, the poor airlines. And what can we do to help them police all of this traffic that's coming into and out of the country with all these different papers? You know where this is going. If you are a Corbett Report listener by now, surely you know where this is going. And of course, here it arrives with the ready-made solution. What do we need? Airlines are pushing for digital health passes that can store vaccine certificates and the results of COVID-19 and antibody tests and anything else you want. Yay! Yes, of course, 
as we've as I've talked about, I've reported over the course of the past year the very various iterations of the companies and and governments that are working on these various health passes, like the IBM iteration, of course. But there are many others out there that are vying to become a standard that will be used to, of course, make all of this as easy as possible so that, no, you don't have to look at all these different papers coming from all these different countries, reporting different things in different ways in different languages. How could they ever possibly police all this? What we need is a standardized app. Let's put it on the blockchain because blockchain means Bitcoin or crypto or something. It's trendy, guys. Whatever. NFT. Who cares? Jump on that train and don't look back. And that's the way we have to plunge into this nightmare police state is, oh, it's for your health, of course. So we're going to have a health pass that'll be quick and easy. They scan your little QR code and boop, you're away to the races. And this one, unlike all those previous iterations of the one in Israel or some of the others, this one can't be tampered with. It is absolutely biometrically secured because you know that's coming too. Of course, it's going to be tied into your biometric ID. And this will have to work on some sort of common standard that we can't just allow to develop willy-nilly. There will have to be some sort of public-private partnership to bring this about, and there will have to be government input in all of this, and might as well tie it into your national ID, and eventually, you know, of course, central bank cryptocurrencies, sorry, central bank digital currencies, I just made the same Bitcoin PSYOP mistake, central bank digital currencies will be tied into that, and again, it does not take any degree of imagination to know where this is going and how they are going to sell it to you. Oh, the poor beleaguered airlines trying to police all these passengers. What can we do to save them? I know. Hey, it just so happens that I have been working on this common set of standards. The uh, the common ID. Yes. So uh, again, I don't need to detail all of that story, but you know how this works and how this is being launched so that it now becomes apparent that the forgeries that are relatively easy at this stage of paper certificates and all these different things and easily duped QR codes with no encryption and all of this, all of that almost seems like juicy red meat that's being left as bait in the trap because, of course, a lot of people will scurry in to eat that meat. And then the trap comes down and, oh, well, look at this. Look at all these forgeries that are going around. We're going to have to do something about this. I know. Here's the new IBM Health Pass. And we'll bring it in via the WHO and the UN. And it'll be an international standard. And it'll be tied to your biometric ID on a blockchain. And it'll be there for it. Again, we know how that works. Problem, reaction, solution. So... Um, again, as always, I do not tell you what to do. You are independent, free-thinking human beings who can decide for yourself what to do or what not to do. But I think in the bigger risk calculus of whether or not it is a good idea for you to participate in buying some sort of fake or forged vaccine certificate or test a negative test result or whatever in a particular black market in a particular situation to enter a particular public space or cross a particular international border, not only do you have to take into account the, the risk calculus of that, of it being, uh, if not outright illegal, it's certainly going to be frowned upon. It's going to get you in some sort of trouble with the authorities if and when they catch on. And it's very likely that some of the people who are participating in this will be made an example of the way, say, Russ Albrecht was made an example of. Ulbricht, I should say, for uh, his uh, participation in the Silk Road in whatever form that is. And I wouldn't trust necessarily the court's uh, interpretation of that. But anyway, uh, throw you in jail for 157 life sentences is potentially 
something that could happen if they do want to make an example of one of these horrible vaccine passport forgerers. But even beyond that particular risk calculus, we also have to think, is this an actual, real, long-term solution? Not in this particular case, in this particular instance, for this particular thing that you need to do. But overall, is this going to be the thing that gets us out of this nightmare? And I tend to think it is not. It is going to be the thing that leads us further into the nightmare as they, as they bait the trap with the, oh, the easy-to-forge paper certificates and what have you. Oh, it's just such a silly system. If only we had some sort of digitally encrypted, biometrically secured way of making sure you are in this trap. So then people might start to say, well, yeah, okay, it might be more and more difficult. It will, I venture to predict. I don't predict very often, but I'm going to say it will become more and more difficult to present forgeries of various sorts as this type of common health pass does get instituted internationally. But it's okay. I know a doctor, he's going to squirt the vaccine into the sink and mark me as vaccinated. So it'll be on my officially approved health pass. It'll still be a forgery of sorts. At any rate, I don't get the vaccine, but I do get the green code. It'll be okay. It makes you wonder, have they, do you think they've thought about the possibility of maybe these records being not accurately recorded and doctors perhaps working under the table or doing things or squirting vaccines in the sink. Do you think they maybe have already prepared for that eventuality and will have some sort of different way of checking on a more direct level whether or not you have been vaccinated? Late last year, Gates once again turned to Robert Langer and his MIT colleagues to investigate new ways to permanently store and record the vaccination information of each individual. The result of their research was a new vaccine delivery method. They found that by using dissolvable microneedles that deliver patterns of near-infrared light-emitting microparticles to the skin, they could create particle patterns in the skin of vaccine recipients which are invisible to the eye but can be imaged using modified smartphones. Rice University describes the quantum dot tags left behind by the microneedles as something like a barcode tattoo. So who was behind this development? As lead researcher Kevin McHugh explains, The Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation came to us and said, Hey, we have a real problem, knowing who's vaccinated. So our idea was to put the record on the person. This way, later on, people can scan over the area to see what vaccines have been administered and give only the ones still needed. Oh yeah, right, of course they have thought about the possibility of doctors not necessarily recording everything accurately. Well, you don't need that when it is literally implanted in the vaccine, in the injection, in the subdermal patch itself, the record of whether or not you have received that particular medical intervention. It will be encoded in your very body and smartphone scannable. That'll be a hell of a lot harder to forge even with the participation of some doctor that you know who's willing to do something for you for $50 under the table, uh, it's going to be more and more difficult. So uh, I think it's safe to say, just from these considerations alone, that forgeries in the vaccine passport system, which we are stumbling into, is not going to be a long-term or actual real solution, a way out of this. Again, I can't make any 
I wouldn't presume to and I couldn't make any decisions for you about what is appropriate in any particular case and blah, blah, blah. But know that this is going to get more and more difficult and on purpose. Again, they, as I mentioned in that New World Next Week that we played a clip of earlier in this very Solutions Watch podcast, as I go on to say after Pilato presents the story there, uh, they, I, I think there will be, generally speaking, there will be ways around and there will be ways to forge this and that, but it will get increasingly more difficult and sophisticated. It will become more and more difficult to do. And those doors will, to some extent, be left open so that when people go through that open door, they can decide whether or not to slam it on your face and whether or not to to uh, clamp down. Oh, this is this is a dissident who's trying to do something, and now we have some re- reason to swoop down on them. It's certainly something to consider in uh, the calculation of all of this, which, of course, again, leaves open, open the question of then, is there a real structural solution to this. Again, there are the Naomi Wolfs and others of the world who are doing what they can to bring about legislation or governor executive orders or what have you that will, at least on paper, on the record, by law, will supposedly prohibit the government from doing this, implementing this type of system, at least dot, 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 question mark for now, maybe, question mark. Hopefully, at least until the next person gets selected in and decides to overturn that decision. Again, I don't think that's a fundamental solution to this problem either. I think, as I keep coming back to, increasingly so these days, the only actual fundamental solution to all of this is narrative. Because, again, no matter what happens in the real world, no matter what sort of things actually eventuate, as long as... The powers that shouldn't be can control the media that people are consuming. The way that they understand and internalize these issues, they will always be able to direct enough of the population to go along with the prevailing paradigm, whether that be uh, show me your papers, please, or anything else. Things that would have been unthinkable a decade ago. Oh, you think they're gonna? there's going to be government agents asking to see your papers every time you step outside your house? Oh, what kind of conspiracy theorist are you? And now that it's happening, those very same people are saying, of course, and it needs to be that way. It's for our own good. What are you, some kind of anti-science zealot? This is how it's done. It's narrative. People have been implanted with a story that makes them believe that the fundamental abrogation of their humanity is actually their salvation. And what do you do to combat that? If they have the minds of enough of the population, then it really is like the Matrix, where you were walking around looking at these people, but at any moment one of them becomes Agent Smith and comes out and grabs you because you're not part of the program. So... Again, without actually getting people at the at the epistemic level, really getting into their minds and realizing that you have to give them a narrative to show them what seems to be self-evident reality to the reality-based community, that this is not a good thing. We do not want to go down this road. This will be used to curtail our basic human freedoms, and this power, once grabbed, will never be relinquished. Until we can get that, I don't know if there is a fundamental solution to this problem. There are workarounds, stopgaps, things that may work here and there if you're lucky. If you're not, you may get thrown in the slammer or they may throw away the key because you're one of these nasty dissidents that were trying to get around their system and we're overwhelming the poor beleaguered airlines and blah blah blah. Again, they paint the narrative when they control the media. And which they increasingly do, as voices like mine increasingly get censored from the various online media platforms that are at least frequented by the vast majority of the population. So 
Uh, I'm afraid that <laughs> this Solutions Watch does come to a moment of questioning at the end, what is the actual solution to this um, other than providing that narrative and making sure that enough of the population understands that narrative. I, I'm not sure there is a fundamental solution, but I am very, very much open to ideas and reactions from people out in the crowd. What do you think is a real, viable, long-term structural solution to this problem? And if you have any ideas, of course, I, I'm sure not only myself, but everyone else is all ears too. So don't send your messages to me, an email to me or something. No, so put them in the comments so other people can talk about them and see if there is real solutions here. Anyway, that's, that's where we are right now as we plunge off the cliff into, as even Naomi Wolf is saying, the end of human liberty. And I hope people understand the gravity of this situation and the fact that this is, I don't know, I don't think there's a silver bullet solution here, and I wouldn't trust people who are telling you that, and even the stopgap solutions are certainly not going to be long-term solutions. So let's come up with better ones, and we'll continue exploring this issue and many others here on Solutions Watch and in my other work besides. I hope you will follow it at CorbettReport.com and not on any of the controlled media, social media platforms or other outlets. Um, that are dem demonstrably censoring right now, or even the supposedly independent ones that don't seem to be censoring so much right now, because that could change in the future. Follow me directly at CorbettReport.com so that you don't lose my voice. On that note, James Corbett, CorbettReport.com. Looking forward to talking to you again in the near future.